106. Use Your Gifts Wisely At first read, this command seems so obvious as to be unnecessary. Who would choose to use a gift unwisely? No one intentionally breaks a Christmas gift, or intentionally uses a hammer to hit his thumb instead of the nail. But when it comes to the spiritual gifts, tools intended for the strengthening and mutual building up of the body of Christ, these precious commodities are all too often the source of excess, lack of wisdom, and self-glorification. Humility, which is the regulating energy of all the gifts, is grievously lacking in the church's practice of many spiritual gifts. How often have we squirmed uncomfortably listening to an outpouring of tongues or prophecy, which accomplish little more than puffing up the prophetic tongue-speaker in his or her own eyes? How many music ministry teams so drip with rock-star wannabe ego as to infect their worship services with a spirit of self, not Christ. Thrusting oneself into the spotlight can never accurately be called ministry. All the commands, and especially this one, hit the modern self-glorifying church squarely in the solar plexus. Why are so many eager to sing and perform in the front of a congregation? What stirs in the heart that would make one desire all eyes on him? To what extent are humility, Christ-likeness, and self-abasement the motivating factors? Do Christian authors humbly treat their opportunities and good fortune as from God's hand to build up the body of Christ? Or do ego and pride worm their way in to hear one's efforts praised and lauded? We each have to write our own mirror responses to this command. You have to write yours. I have just written one of mine. It might be appropriate to read this command as, Humbly and wisely use your gifts in anonymity. This idea has prompted my reflection on a very soul-searching question. How many musicians would be eager to join the music team if the music was piped in from a hideaway in the basement and no one saw them? If no one knew who was on the music team? ever. No one ever knew. All participation on the music team was forever and completely anonymous. How many would clamor to minister unseen and unknown? How many inspired words of prophecy would be spoken if they were delivered from a hidden room with voices disguised such that no one ever knew who had delivered the message? How might my motivation as a writer be different if my name never appeared on a single book and no one ever knew that I was a writer? Ever. How much do we flatter our pride with the misuse of the holy word ministry? We ought to be ashamed of our easy and hypocritical use of the word. How would today's Christian enterprise change if all so-called ministry were anonymous? If all Christian music, all writing, all preaching, all teaching, all service, all evangelism, all worship were completely void of personality. If every book, every song, every sermon was anonymous, 
if the music and message had to stand on their own without names or faces and personalities attached. It is an extremely sobering question to stand in front of the mirror, look ourselves in the eyeball, and ask, Do you, Michael Phillips, always use your gifts sensitively, wisely, sympathetically, gently, anonymously, and humbly? Having gifts that differ, let us use them. Romans 12.6 And his gifts were for the equipment of the saints, for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Ephesians 4 verses 11 and 12 Do not neglect the gift you have. 1 Timothy 4.14 Fulfill your ministry. 2 Timothy 4.5 As each has received a gift, employ it for one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. 1 Peter 4.10 From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.